This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss. Today, we're disrupting expensive wedding decor with DIY. Now, before we get started, we want to preface by saying a DIY aesthetic has become a trend in itself, often one that expensive vendors are paid to make look like it was done off the cuff by the couple. DIY doesn't have to mean cheap or insinuate that sacrifices were made. Plus, when you consider the time and effort put into some DIY projects, it may not even end up being the savviest option. That said, there's so many amazing resources out there to help you pull off the do-it-yourself option and make it look incredible, particularly when it comes to your wedding flowers. So with us today to share her DIY expertise where flowers are concerned is Katie Clyde. Hi guys, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Katie Clyde leads product development at Solowood Flowers and has been crafting with these unique fresh floral alternatives for almost a decade. She has designed hundreds of different products, including a very special collection we'll share more about later in the episode. Katie enjoys every aspect of design and loves exploring the many avenues of floral design from weddings to home decor and so much more. Thanks so much for being with us today, Katie. So let's start off with just kind of looking at DIY in itself. What are the benefits of doing things yourself over having them professionally done? There are so many benefits, in my opinion. One, it can be a money saver. Also, I really like the personal touch that you can add when you do DIY. You know, our customers and our brides, they really love that they can say that I did this, this was me, and add their own personal touch and their own personal spin to things. It's like another level, right? It feels more like this was something that you poured your heart into. This was something that maybe there were blood, sweat, and tears involved in. Yeah. A lot of our customers will get together and have like a craft night with their bridesmaids or other members of the wedding party, and they can all craft their own or help craft the centerpieces, things like that for the whole wedding day. Yeah. So before we move any further, let's tell people who are listening, if they may not know about Sola Wood, what are Sola Wood flowers? Yeah, so solo wood flowers are, like they sound, made from wood. It's a very thin wood similar to balsa wood. The flowers are crafted from the wood shavings. They're just real, very thin petals. They last forever. You can dye them in any color you want. They are more eco-friendly than traditional fresh flowers. Yeah, they're great. You can anything from home decor to weddings to really any craft you can incorporate solo wood flowers to. So when you say that they're more eco-friendly than fresh flowers, like what do you mean? So we did a little study a while ago and it came down to like during Mother's Day or Valentine's Day in the fresh floral market, the amount of gases released from trucking refrigerated live flowers, right? Because you got to keep fresh flowers cool in the um, refrigerated trucks. The amount of gas that's spent, the emissions that are put into the air, things like that. And for them to just die in a week or two. With wood flowers, you get them one time and they last forever and then you are good to go. Yeah, that's such a good point. I never really thought about all those aspects. And I think Mm -hmm. that's important for people to think about. And the fact that you can create something and keep them, like you said, for years to come and keep them in your home, use them as decor in your space. 
just helps enjoy that product for longer instead of, like you said, them dying, wilting, going in the trash, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people for the sentimental value will dry out their real flowers or try to get maybe like a beautiful watercolor painting of them or something just to like memorialize what their wedding flowers looked like. But with this, you can just actually keep the actual flowers forever, which if you are feeling sentimental about that, that's a really great option. I'm wondering if you can, like if you had a bouquet that you made with solo wood flowers, could you after the wedding take them apart and reuse them in like a different sort of setting or arrangement so that they go well in somewhere in your house? Yeah, there's so many different things you can do, but yeah, absolutely. We've had customers disassemble their bouquet and use them for other things, maybe a centerpiece in their home or, a, you know, another piece of decor. And a lady that we know, she gave it to her husband, like on one of their anniversary gifts. So yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do. The most recent one I remember, a woman made a, like a shadow box for her wedding gown and she added solid flowers in there with it from her bouquet. I mean, technically the first wedding anniversary traditional gift is paper and wood is what paper You're is made close. of. So could you could you make yeah. that connection? I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's close enough, right? <laughs> I love that we're uh, we're keeping the paper tradition, but updating it a little bit. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> yeah, because it's really interesting seeing them in person. It is like very very thinly. They're not quite like paper thin, I would say, but they are shavings of the wood, like you said. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they feel kind of like foam like styrofoam almost belts or something like that yeah so we've had customers say that too and it almost does have like that texture it's crazy but definitely not styrofoam 100% wood flowers <laughs> yeah I just think when you say wood people are probably like are they hard like are they gonna scratch you are they you know I could not imagine what it was until I actually had them in my hand and I was yeah. like wow we've had people assume that it's just like a flower carved from a piece of wood or something and they're like isn't it heavy and I'm like no 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 <laughs> no, no no very light very thin shavings you know so you kind of have to explain it to them because it's new to a lot of people yeah I was really surprised by how lightweight they are as well they are almost like styrofoam like in weight very very mm-hmm. lightweight yeah and I guess that's what makes them like porous enough to be dyed as well right Right, exactly. So they are very porous. So you can dye them any color. I mean, we have, you know, 50 plus color options on our website that customers can choose from. That's also a huge benefit when it comes to matching your wedding colors. Because I mean, a lot of times you might not, you know, if you have a very specific set of colors for your wedding, a very specific palette that you're going with, um, you might not be able to find fresh flowers in those exact colors. And with the solo flowers, you can dye them literally any color, any color you want, any color you can imagine, you can, they can be dyed that color. Right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of colors that don't actually appear in flowers naturally in nature. And so you can really fully customize these by dyeing them any color you want. And you're right. not limited by like flower supply or what nature provides in terms mm-hmm. of a color selection. So obviously the end product of all this sounds great, but I think a lot of people listening, their biggest worry is probably the actual doing it yourself part. You know, now we've mentioned dyeing the flowers and arranging them and all of that. So, you know, what are your biggest tips for people who do want to try it themselves? I love the idea of having your bridesmaids all come together and have a little party to 
make all of your bouquets together. And like, that sounds awesome in theory, but if you're getting a whole group of people together who've never seen these, touched these, arranged even any normal flowers, how do they like go from beginner to pulling it off? There are so many different resources. We have a lot of tutorials specific for solo wood flowers on our website. We also have a bunch of blog posts that kind of, you know, walk you step by step on how to do the entire thing. So we try and make it as foolproof as possible because we realize, you know, that not many people are florists or have worked with flowers, you know, full or fresh before. So we try and make it as foolproof, as easy, as step-by-step -step as possible for everybody. And that really comes down to all DIY, right? With YouTube and all that stuff now, options are endless. There are so many resources, so many tutorials. There's so much help out there. It's just, you know, you got to just go find it and, you know, find something that works for you and, and go at it. Yeah. And it's really about just trying it out. The earlier that you can, I don't want to say necessarily experiment because we hope we don't waste too many you know materials that you're using to experiment with but the earlier that you can try to do it that is such a huge benefit of DIYing anything because you have it like you physically have it in your possession you don't have to wait for someone else to do maybe a mock-up or even the real thing and then get your approval you're in complete control and so being able to see parts of your wedding come to life I think before showing up that day is really helpful. One of the biggest things I think brides worry about is like, you know, I did all of this planning. I, my day of coordinator has explicit instructions, but I still have no idea what it's going to look like because I've never seen it. Right. And so you kind of can eliminate that aspect if you do take on the task of doing it yourself, because, you know, as long as you have room to store it, let's caveat that, you know, you, you definitely need places to keep these things if they're made before the day of, but it does give you the ability to start visualizing everything. And I think it like relaxes nerves a little bit to have parts popping up before walking in, unless you really do want to walk in and be completely surprised. But I think most people are kind of nervous that if somebody else is handling every single aspect, they're just going to have no idea what it really is going to be on the day of. With the wood flowers, you can make them, you know, months, we've had people make them years in advance. And that's the same thing with other DIY, you know, items for your wedding. You can, you, it's on your schedule, right? You're not waiting on somebody else or worrying about if somebody else is going to have it done on time or what it will look like and things like that. Yeah. And so another aspect of this that, especially if you're DIYing, but in general, this is part of it, is making sure that there's plans for everything to be transported to the venue. You know, sometimes if you're ordering things through a vendor, you're already setting it up to be sent to your venue. And so that's kind of like, no sweat, it's happening. But if you are making it yourself, you know, you have to figure out how to store it, how to be able to transport it so that it doesn't get ruined. And ultimately, who's in charge of that? So if you don't have time day of because hair and makeup is going to be taking up a lot of time, you know, you need to appoint somebody who's going to be bringing the stuff. So I just think there's this other aspect of DIY that needs to be considered just to make sure that you cover bases. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who might not have the storage space to store stuff for, you know, a couple days, let alone, you know, however far in advance you're doing your DIY for your wedding. And that's a lot of stuff to haul too. But you need to have a bigger vehicle or maybe even, you know, a truck or a, a box truck that you can fit all this stuff into, you know, protect it from weather or, you know, just the traveling. It can be hard on a lot of things. So definitely there's a lot of things you have to think through. Maybe we should think about creating some worksheets or planning tools for anybody who's considering that. That is a whole aspect of DIY that maybe couples don't think about. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it, that's a useful tool that anybody can use. And it does also give you a little bit more confidence in maybe deciding to choose that because you do see like a plan set out for you and you can just follow it. But at the same time, I think that another big worry for people when they are going to DIY things, especially flowers, is that they don't want it to come off looking like a fourth grade project that they brought home to mom or, you know, like some arts and crafts thing that they decided to give a go at. And so I'm wondering when it comes to flowers, are there tips and tricks that you can use to guide you that help elevate your bouquet or your centerpiece? Are there certain types of greenery that kind of just automatically make things look a little fancier? Are there colors, you know, is, is more muted, neutral flower tones, something that connotes a little bit of a more elevated look? Like what are those things that you can keep in mind? One of our most popular filler options is the silver dollar eucalyptus. And that has been hugely popular for a few years now. When I look at it, it makes me feel good. Like it's just so pretty and it goes with everything. It is such a nice, soft, muted color just naturally. And it's definitely not gonna look like your fourth grade art project that you brought home to show mom. So you did it. You planned the big day, said I do, and partied the night away with the people you love most. Now it's time to say thank you to everyone who helped you celebrate your special day. At The Wedding Shop by Shutterfly, you can choose from dozens of beautiful thank you note templates to help you express your gratitude. With designs in every possible theme or color scheme, you're sure to find the perfect look for you and your partner to share with your loved ones. Plus, every design is completely customizable, so you can personalize your stationery with your favorite wedding photos, a touch of sparkle, or even a foil stamp. For a limited time, listeners of the Bouquet Toss can take $10 off their purchase of $25 or more in the wedding shop by using code SAVVYWEDDING at checkout. Let Shutterfly help you celebrate your day your way. So when you're picking your colors, there are a lot of people who might want to match their colors of their flowers to their wedding palette or their wedding color palette exactly. Sometimes that can come off a little too matchy-matchy. A tip that I like to use is try and stick to colors of flowers that are found in nature, right? So you're not gonna necessarily see a navy blue flower out in nature every day. A lot of people like that color as well. But if you're trying to avoid too matchy-matchy, that's one thing that we, you know, try and help our customers with, but you can stick with your, your pinks, your more neutrals, your whites, yellows, things like that, that are, you know, that are found in nature. And I think that there's also something to look at when you're choosing colors. Are you wanting to make the bouquet and the centerpieces and the things like that, like focal points, or are you wanting to make them things that are additive, like adding to other things in the space? And so I think you're right. If you pick a color that's like super bold, it could be gorgeous, but it's going to be eye-catching. And so if you want people to like be looking at your flowers first thing, then that's a color choice to make. But if you're like, no, I want people looking at my dress. I want people looking at my bridesmaid dresses. And then I want them to just see beautiful flowers that kind of just go with them. Then that's how you can kind of maybe decide that more muted tones are really what you're looking for. So I think looking at like the overall picture and figuring out what the focal points you want to be of your day, that helps you figure out how to style the other things. But speaking of colors, you know, we have our own Budget Savvy Bride collection with Solo Wood Flowers, which we are super excited about. And our colors are pretty bold. They're pinks and corals, and they actually 
match our Bouquet Toss podcast logo to a T, which is really cool. We were able to just share the colors and get those exactly and bring it to life. And so I just want to talk a little bit more about this Budget Savvy Bride collection. What are the things that people can get included in the collection? You know, give us the whole rundown. Yeah, absolutely. This was such a fun project for me to work on. In the collection, we have a few different options, different types of filler, things like that. And it, you can get any everything from your bridal bouquet to your centerpieces, everything in between your corsages, bridesmaid bouquets, mini bouquets, the whole shebang. It's all there and ready to go. And they are awesome. Yeah. And then the other thing that I love that you can get is a toss bouquet, because obviously bouquet toss, like we would love to see that actual bouquet brought to life and tossed. And it's so cool because you get like a little bit of a smaller version of the actual bouquet. So it looks exactly the same, but you don't have to worry about anything getting ruined. You know, if your crowd's going to fight over that bouquet and someone wants to grab it and they're going to get a little aggressive, you don't have to worry that any of your flowers will be harmed in the making of a bouquet throw. So that's another cool option. Yeah. Another thing that I really love is that you kind of made almost like two collections, right? So we've got one that features a bit more of like a loose, almost, how would you describe it? Like a little bit more like rustic or like bohemian style? Yeah, a little more boho. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the other one's a bit more like round, maybe more classic styles and less loose, but they're both, I feel like, fun and fresh and modern. And they come in our bouquet toss color palette, but you can switch it up and and choose your own colors. And I think that makes it really personalizable, (laughs) if that's a word, to any couple who wants to utilize these styles, but put their own spin on it with their wedding colors. And even more, if you are in love with it, but you're like, I'm not ready to take on the challenge of a DIY project. I'm not trusting my bridal party to help me pull this off. You can actually order it so that it's made for you. And so there's two options there. You can get the DIY kit or you can get it pre-made and it comes ready for you to just bring it to the day of, no stress at all. And so those options are both fantastic. So awesome. We're super excited about the collection and all the pieces inside and can't wait to see how couples utilize these in their weddings. I also love that you provide in some of these kits, even like centerpiece boxes. So it's not just the arrangement itself, but also like the box that you put it in. Yeah, definitely. And with the box, you can choose the different stains. We have I believe five or six on our website that customers can choose from to match whatever theme you're going for. You know, black, we have browns, we have white to match your big day. And then you can use those as centerpieces at little tables or at your, you know, your head table, whatever you're going for. And even the bouquets themselves look great in a vase if you wanted to like pop it on your table. I mean, a lot of couples do that to save money on their floral arrangements for their reception, right? Because you're getting these flowers that you and your bridesmaids are carrying during the ceremony, why not make them pull double duty at your reception, put them in a vase and use them as a centerpiece on your head table or other tables at your reception, maybe your gift table, your cake table, just for like an extra piece of decoration, a little pop of color, get the most out of all of those flowers and those projects that you're putting time and effort and money into. And it's convenient too, because it's going to look pretty there. And then you're not worrying about oh, where's the bouquets? Are they getting smacked? You know what I mean? Um, Because when you're visiting or, you know, you're just dancing or whatever it is that you're doing, you don't necessarily want to be holding your bouquet the entire time. Your bridesmaids don't probably don't want to be doing that as well. 
Yeah, I think that when it comes down to all of this DIY stuff, there really is so much to think about, but there's so much opportunity too, especially when it comes to flowers. If DIYing is something you maybe want to do, I think our biggest advice would be start early and try it out. You know, you don't have to commit upfront to doing everything DIY. There can be a mix of things. There can be a mix of different types of flowers that all can work together and seamlessly come together. But don't be scared to give it a try. There's so, so, so much out there in terms of resources and help and guides, more than just looking at Pinterest or Instagram and finding pretty things, but not knowing how to pull them off. There's people everywhere that can give you the help that you need. And like as a bride or groom, you can totally figure it out and pull it off. So I just think that let this be encouragement for everyone who is considering it or who's read, you know, like this is a great budget saver or anything like that to really say, you know, like, let me give it a try first. Let me see what I'm capable of. Let me see what my family is capable of and my friends. And I think you'll find that you've got a lot of talent sitting around you all the time that can really help. I agree. Cause I have never been a crafty person before ever a day in my life. And now this is what I do is, is I craft. I never thought in a, 10 years ago, if you'd asked me, what are you going to be doing in the future? I would never have said crafting with wood flowers, but here we are. And I love it. Cause I didn't think I had it in me. I had just never tried it before, but then I gave it a go one day and it turns out I was kind of good at it. And so here we are. And now I do product design for it. So it's been great. You just have to, you really do have to jump in. It's, it's hard to get rid of that, you know, that little bit of self-doubt that you might have like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't look right or whatever? Um, I think jumping in and just giving it a go is, is definitely worth it. Look at that. You might stumble upon your next career path because you decided to DIY your flowers. But speaking of, if you had to DIY something else for a wedding, can't be flowers because obviously you're a pro, what would you try to do yourself? So I think this time around at my wedding, I know I'm not going to do the cake because I'm no baker, but I think I would really like to try out designing my own invitations. I've kind of dabbled in graphic design a little bit here and there. I am no pro by any means, but I think that would be really fun to just kind of design it and play around with it instead of sending that out to have done by someone else. That's a great one. And I mean, even if you don't fully design it yourself, there's like so many great templates you can find online. We actually have like a ton of free templates for printable wedding invitations that you can find on our website. Yeah. So you can take something that's already pre-designed and add your flair, change up colors, change up little aspects of the design, but get the structured help first, which anybody can use that, you know? So Jess, if you had to DIY something, you obviously cannot do anything graphic design because you're an expert, <laughs> brilliant graphic designer. What would you try to do? So if it can't be design related, um, I would say the reception playlist is a great thing to do yourself. Um, wedding DJs of the world, no shade, but we can all put together a playlist on Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Music. There's so many options now. And we actually have a really great resource on our website from a professional DJ who shared how to put together the perfect mix of songs to like hit every note of the party. So I think that's something that's totally doable and, and also really affordable and will save you a good chunk of change if you do it yourself. Regardless, I think that challenging yourself, rising to the occasion of trying some of these things is great. And then if you end up needing more help, you go out and find it. 
Absolutely. I mean, what are your actual skill levels? What amount of time do you have? You know, and that can go for any aspect of DIYing things for your wedding, whether it's your playlist, whether it's creating your own flower arrangements, whether it's making other sorts of decor or your wedding invitations and utilizing the people around you who are also talented. You don't have to do it all yourself. You could do it together or you could maybe have people do things for you as a gift, you know, if they're willing and able. Just DIY in general does add that like extra dose of like personalization and puts your personal stamp on your day. And so I think that's more often than not a motivating factor for couples beyond just a cost saving aspect as well. I think we just landed on a new thing and it's do it together. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Your bridesmaids craft party. It's a DIT. Right, exactly. DIT. So before we close out, we always like to end with a fun wedding fact. And this one is apropos for today's topic. So in the middle ages, bridal bouquets used herbs instead of flowers and garlic was most popularly used because it was said to ward off evil spirits. So who's putting garlic in their bouquet? I love garlic, but I think it's good, you know, in the pot, in the kitchen. But it's like, <laughs> but I get the herbs thing, right? Like lavender, we love, love, love to use lavender in our bouquets, but just maybe not the garlic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that adding herbs gives you this rustic, earthy, natural feel, which is super cool and kind of more in line with where the tradition even started, which is a cool way to think about it. Yeah. Um, jury's still out on garlic though. Yeah, yes, yeah. I could see lavender, maybe mint, maybe some rosemary. Love rosemary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining us and talking all about flowers and DIY and solo wood. Let our listeners know where they can find more about solo wood. Yeah, absolutely. They can just go to www.solowoodflowers.com. Everything is right there. The Budget Savvy Brides Collection, as well as all of our tutorials. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community, Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon. <laughs>